It's time for Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Millburgers Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bulverde Road, here's your host, Milton Blake. Milton Glick, along with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. We're live here at Millburgers uh, at 1604 on Boulevardy Road and ready to talk gardening with you. You can come on by uh, and uh, visit, or you can uh, call us at 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Yes, sir. Yeah, we're inside. I'm proud of you, Milton. Oh, thank you. Well, I, I kind of believe the weather for the forecast until I was, you know, kind of doubtful. Uh, they say it's going to turn cold and rainy tomorrow. Yeah. But uh, when, uh, when Milton called and said we're going to be inside, I knew that the weather must be getting yeah. ready to get tough. Well, that's 50 now, degrees how now. Are they? It'll probably warm up. So we probably could have been on the porch today. Yeah. But, but tomorrow, is, uh, the prediction yeah. is a uh, 100% chance of showers. <laughs> There's a snowflake on my... Uh, Uh-oh. Wow, forty-one degrees, a low thirty-four. All yeah. right, if they if they want to ask us a question, uh, did they come in the building? Or yeah, the door the door oh. says nobody in. Oh, I don't know. In. I didn't consider that. So we'll. we'll <laughs> and Milton's we'll got happens. a comfortable place to sit today. I, I'm I'm happy about that. But anyway, uh, I surveyed the group the uh, the plants out there. Mm-hmm. And uh, we still we still got some uh, white blue bonnets over there for sale. And uh, our buddy Billy McKenzie, yeah, he's getting some. Yeah, he sent him, sent me a picture of a bloom, a white bloom, on the uh, on his blue bonnet planting in container. And uh, he's all excited about that. White blue bonnet blooming in January. I don't have the heart to send him a picture of the one that. Oh, yeah, it's it's going great. I oh, got, is I it? I got three blooms on it. Uh, <laughs> don't they, don't have, tell Billy. Have they literally opened? Uh, opened and the the bloom has the bloom expanded. Yeah, yeah. I'll take a picture for okay. you. Okay. Okay. Well, you're gonna save the seed right on that one, so yeah, we can, hey, we can have white seed. Yes. But uh, they've still got some blue bonnets left. They're in four and a half inch, uh, so uh, they're they're nice looking plants. Uh, I don't know if they're still on sale or not. I think they're. Oh yeah, uh, I bet they're still on sale. Uh, they're dollar eighty eight for four and a half inch pot. Now they're looking, they're looking kind of sprawling out. But don't worry about that. Just plant them, every every piece of them, uh, plant them, and uh, put the root root system in the ground, of course. And uh, they'll they'll catch up. They'll be all right. Uh, not all of them will bloom, as we have seen in our, in this uh, this year. When when we had the white blue bonnets, I guess maybe I saw five or six 
so people might have gotten them but when we weren't here. But I saw five or six in there that had bloom, uh, and people got those immediately. <laughs> and uh, I, w- I won't tell you to take the bloom off because uh, yeah, you're not going to do that. Happen. Not going to do that anyway. But uh, also, as I was walking up, I saw some stocks that Calvin mentioned, oh. mentioned stocks in his uh, in his column. Now I didn't go through the front, so I don't know if there's uh, any any containers of them left, large containers of them. Left. So what did you see them in? Four and a half inches. Yeah, four and a half. Oh, inch. that's good. They're small, and they're they're mixed. Colors, huh? Mixed colors. So, uh, did you did you smell the fragrance? No, these are small. They're in four and a half inches, yeah. about that tall. Well, I was just uh, uh, I was thinking. Yeah. You mentioned that in my landscape, and I've got about uh, oh fifteen stocks. Wow! But you, you'd swear there were two acres of them because <laughs> of the fragrance. There's. Yeah, they they put out a lot. They put yeah, out a lot of very fragrance. Very pleasant. Very pleasant. And so, uh, and of course, uh, my Johnny Jump Ups are still out there. Of course, they've mm-hmm. got petunias. And they, the but, Johnny, Johnny Jump Ups are just the, <laughs> the best uh, for this kind of weather. They really respond. And I like about them is that they, they if you limited area, you know, like on the railing of yeah, the yeah. patio or something, you know, got small containers. Oh, yeah. They just perfect feel, for that. Yeah, they just deal deal with that. And, and they still they bloom all the time. Yeah. They bloom all. And then if you give them a little larger container, they get they cover bigger. more territory. Yeah. And uh, uh, Trace was uh, the manager here at Millburgers, of course, was uh, was telling me that he said uh, those some of those Johnny Jump Ups have faces. Mm-hmm. The the yellow ones out there. and I looked, and sure enough, they have little bitty faces on there, and so Trace was thinking they they were treated with a hormone uh, spray or some type of spray to keep keep pansies small, but they're not a they're they're just a selection of Johnny jump ups. Now all those violas and pansies and everything. Come from the same genetic material, so uh, but they're they're pretty. Uh, they're, that's yeah, they got a choices. beautiful purple one out there, and uh, and a, uh, they had some blue, true blue, sky blues. And actually, that's one uh, species of plant that there's a nice orange, but the orange what gets scarfed up. I mean, right away. Oh, okay. Yeah, I thought we uh, threw it through. I thought you were going to say we uh, threw that away. No, but Milbergers had a, a great uh, group of those, but uh, I can't understand why, who bought them, but they, I don't, I don't they, they, they did uh, at the same rate, about the same rate as the Maroons went, I think. Hey, we got Marty on the line at 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Marty, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. What's going on today? All right. You're getting all my plants ready for Yeah, for we got you, Marty. How can we help you? Yeah, uh, last week I went during the week and I bought uh, some snapdragons. Oh, I bought, good. Uh, and I bought some strawberries. And strawberries, are right. both both beautiful. And when I bought my snapdragons, they were uh, surrounded by by honeybees. 
my <laughs> question is, will they make uh, the call tonight, or do I have to bring them in? Uh, yeah, they'll, they'll they'll be all right. Uh, uh, especially the strawberries will be fine. Now, have the strawberries got blooms on them? Yeah, they already have blooms. They already have fruit on them already. Okay. Uh, I I don't think it's going to get cold enough to. I know it won't freeze the plant, or if it does freeze it, it'll thaw out good. But uh, I don't know if this uh, the fruit. I don't know what the cold temperature of a of the fruit can tolerate, and there are the blooms. You usually when when you can tell a couple of days after the freeze because uh, the bloom, the open bloom, will be blackened inside where the fruit is developing. Uh, right. If they froze, that that uh, inside or the center of the bloom will be black instead of okay. uh, light green. Okay. Uh, what about, what do your snapdragons look like? They got lots of blooms. Oh, they got lots of blooms. They're, they're beautiful. I mean, they they they're yeah, going they're, to I got. They're going now to we've got a. We generally have a period, expectation in January and even early February that we, uh, the bloom is reduced, on snapdragons, okay. and then there'll be another big bloom period in the spring again so but they're not you know you don't want to there's nothing you have to do with them you just uh, uh and they don't the blooms don't disappear quickly they'll mm-hmm. just and they'll you'll, you'll just notice uh two weeks from now you'll have fewer blooms is all if you want to sit down okay <laughs> now as, but they're, as far they're, as far as watering yeah, them do, do i water them very much or or uh or just minimal water in the winter uh, just uh, re- regular water um okay yeah, but you don't. You, with the cool weather that we've had, you haven't had to okay. water them as much as we did a little earlier in the year. A dry plant will have more cold damage than one that's been watered. That's right, but okay. don't. Uh, it's it's not the the relationship is does not generally merit running out there just before the freeze starts and watering. <laughs> Yeah, no. I wouldn't uh, do yeah, that. Calvin neighbors explained to him that uh, they were going to do that regardless of the, the correct <laughs> way to do it. <laughs> okay. Be- better you. late than never, maybe applies. Yeah. No, Thank I you. don't think so. Okay, but, but my stra- my strawberry plant will be okay, right? Yeah, uh, the plant will definitely be okay. Okay. Uh, the only thing I'm worried about, but I, I don't, I don't, I don't think they're saying it's going to be. 28 what I'm seeing. 20, really? 28 that? tonight? No, not tonight. Tomorrow night. Tomorrow night. 28. Okay. I don't I don't okay. think that'll freeze the fruit either. And the, the okay. predictions have varied. Depends on where you look. Yeah. yeah at the, I've, they've gone all the way from 28 to okay. uh, to 32 or 33, depending on okay. the source of yeah, the Yeah, I'll get us a, uh, I'll get us a, I'll get 33 Sunday night. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll take my chance. Oh, now I've got like Monday good. night. Low around thirty. Oh, that's okay. That's better than twenty-eight. Okay. True. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure. Okay, I want to thank you very much for for, for your info and I, and uh, like I said, the plants are beautiful and I, I really enjoy them. Well, well thank yeah. you for calling in. Thanks for coming thank in to Milburn. Yeah, well, yeah, give us a report if you don't mind, How's so your, we can kind of monitor the. How are your Rio Grande okay. Gold peppers? 
Oh man, I got, I got. Okay, I got those babies covered, uh, and I. I got them in. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> those are those are my pre- precious Rio Grande girls. Uh, there you go. They're doing good. And thank you guys again Thanks, for Marty. saving that seed. Okay, God bless you. Take care. Bye-bye. Okay, yeah, you take you. care, too. Talk to you later. Yeah, this evening's forecast, rain likely mainly after 3 a.m., cloudy with a low around 40, a 70% chance of rain, uh, new precipitation amounts less than a tenth of an inch possible. So that's not a lot, I guess. Oh, man. Uh, tomorrow, rain and possibly a thunderstorm before 3 p.m., then a chance of rain high near 42 Wow. Chance of rain 100%. New rainfall amounts between three quarters and one inch possible. So that's, uh, that's, that's great. A, that's 100%. A Did it say 100%? That's what it says. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. They're, pretty, they're stepping out there, aren't they? They are. Uh, then, to, then Monday, high near 51, uh, low around 33. And then Monday night, low around 30. Tuesday's high is near is 57, so it's going to be a cool week. Yeah, it is. Have we still got strawberries out there, Trace? Yes. Okay. One, one gallon and hanging baskets. Okay. Cool. I see. You, I saw that you moved the blue bonnets, uh, the white blue bonnets. To a, no, you didn't know that. No. <laughs> three, three, two to three benches down. Okay. Another another thing is so weather continues there. We're uh, getting the chill hours that we haven't seen in oh, the last, yeah. uh, last couple of years. Yeah. And Milberger's has uh, all the selection of the recommended uh, fruit trees here, the low chill. Yeah. We can, uh, looks uh, like we can expect almost all of them to get enough cold weather to, to bloom yeah. and have some fruit this year. Well, Trey, since we got you, what else is going on? We have tomatoes. Yeah. Oh, no. Yes. <laughs> but not the rodeo tomato yet. Last year's rodeo. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, the fish, as Calvin Red called snapper. It. <laughs> red snapper, celebrity, and tycoon. If you want to get started on your, uh, Those are good, your spring good. garden now, it would uh, be a good idea to go ahead and put them in a gallon or even a three-gallon pot. Yeah. wonder what those growers got in got, got going early. They're, they're in, in four and a half Yes, Yes, sir. Okay, so uh, it'd be fun to fool with, but uh, red. I think red snapper did pretty good for everybody. Well, last it year. sure did well for me. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't have a huge sample, but uh, tycoon and the red snapper did did very well. Great. So. Uh, <laughs> and you heard your name when Jerry was talking about the uh, Johnny Jump Ups and the stock. Okay. You may have heard him when he was talking about the stock, too. Uh, all I heard was my name, and I figured I better run. Yeah. <laughs> who, who, know, who knows what he was going to say? I know. Hey, uh, I was telling him about your noticing the faces, the faces on those yellow uh, Johnny Jump Ups out there. Mm-hmm. It was different. I looked. I checked. They sure are. What, what, what is the the variety of that uh, purple stock you had? I, gosh, that thing is a nice bloom and uh, the fragrance is unbelievable uh we just ordered stock so uh. <laughs> yeah the, the, i don't think they're choosing those by varieties yet well they we uh there were a nice selection of them earlier in the year because i i, I followed uh, trace's uh example and bought every one of them so <laughs> Gosh, um, they, yeah, they continue to perform 
and uh, big blooms and uh, nice fragrance, good yeah. cut flowers. Yeah, and I, I don't think they'll freeze. They're relatively cold forgiving. Yeah, I think they won't freeze. They're a little on. And we we didn't we didn't know. Let's see, did we decide that we didn't know what they were if they were deer resistant or not? Nobody probably puts them out in amongst yeah, the we, deer. We we uh, asked if anybody was interested in doing a little <laughs> test with them, but uh, we also had some folks that were going to try the snapdragons and uh, oh, it was stocks and snapdragons they were going to try. So if you if you did that and uh, give us uh, your report, uh, tell us what uh, happened. Yeah. And you got plenty of fruit trees in, including my, our favorite red baron. Now don't be, don't be uh, pushing it too much because my column next Saturday. Oh, you mentioned it good for you. Yeah, but I have uh, a feeling I, want, I wanted to see. I, I started to search the archives to see if we had ever written anything about red baron. You know, we might have seven or eight years ago. Yeah, that's what I mean. It would be in the archives for sure. But uh, Trace has found a supplier, and uh, if you ha- if you didn't listen last weekend or the weekend before that, we're talking about the Red Baron peach, which is a ornamental one of the prettiest ornamental peaches that you can imagine. Double flowered, red bloom. It's early, low chilling hours, and uh, it has good. It has pretty good fruit. Huh. See, I had it for, uh, I had one that lasted about uh, six or seven years. Yeah. And I never even thought about the fruit. I just <laughs> it's so pretty. the bloom, yeah, a long period, the bloom, too. And I don't, I don't think we sell uh, uh, or truly ornamental peaches anymore, do not, we, not, Trey? No, not in a long time. Yeah. Uh, we do sell uh, ornamental plum. Yeah. We did get in some of that... Uh, Cravers uh, with a dark burgundy. Oh yeah, yeah. Leaf. But I I know uh, Wolf's used to sell a lot of yeah, ornamental did. peaches, we and did. the pro the problem was uh, like Trace mentioned a couple of weeks ago, they have a very high chilling requirement. Well, I was just going to say that Milton and my favorite. Morris Plum might get yeah, they're yeah. enough chill this yeah. this winter to to have a good uh, production. Well, but when those ornament, when those were blooming ornamental peaches did bloom, uh, we'd get calls into the office. I yeah, mean, spectacular. Yeah, that's spectacular. But this one is a low chiller, so and got double blooms, which is unusual, and also has a. Uh, semi-freestone peach it produces. So uh, I think the reason that people uh, didn't get them in the didn't get the fruit in the past was that uh, it's low chiller, so it would bloom after it got its chilling requirement, and then the blooms would get uh, uh, our fruit off. would get zapped off. Well, no, yeah, any any. Peach tree too that takes a long time to to mature its yeah. fruit is means you got to irrigate it you got to uh, oh, control yeah. it for pests yeah. much longer period and that's not, that's not an easy thing in our climate here yeah I don't know when 
Let's see. Uh, they probably put a ripening on my in my uh, book about uh, when that fruit is supposed to ripen. Yeah, I think I'm trying to remember. I think it was uh, end of June. End of June? That would be good. It's a low chiller. Hey, we got to take a break. While we do, Jerry will look that up. We'll tell you more in a moment. 210-308-8867 is our number. 210-308-8867. Milton Glick with Dr. Calvin Finch and Dr. Jerry Parsons. Trace is with us as he can be, and we'll be back in a moment on 930 a.m. The Answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas on 930 a.m. The Answer. Hey, real quickly, Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control. If it's bugging you in the house and... It's going to get cold, so you may hear more scritchies in the attic. Um, Spider-Man can help you with that. Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control has been doing this since 1976. What I like best about Warren is they take a holistic approach to your pest problems, meaning they find out what it is, work to get rid of it, and then work to keep it out. So what's, what's causing it to get in the house anyway or what's causing it to cause damage to your fence like termites or something else? At Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control, and you can give them a call, 210-656-3721, 210-656-3721, and they're online at GoSpiderManPest.com. That's GoSpiderManPest.com. Yes, sir. I want to know after Jerry talked about uh, not seeing any of roaches, cockroaches, <laughs> if they show, they all showed up, or if they're only at my house that they showed up. <laughs> oh. Well, they're trying to get out of the cold. I mean, I can't believe that people don't take pity on the, you know, you, you're supposed to bring your pet in. Well, my pets are the roaches and the stuff, and... Uh, so I, 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 I let them in come. After I squish them and <laughs> I put them. I throw them away. Milton, yeah. Could you get that phone number one more time for that emotional? Uh, no, I, I don't. I don't know it off the top of my head. Well, yeah. <laughs> I'll have to play the commercial again. <laughs> Jeez. She does make sure that you get the phone number. Oh yes, that's good. Uh, I, I, she, not, y'all are not related, are you? You know, no, you because know, you say I give the phone number. Yeah, to. right. So give us a call two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. That's two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. One more time. One more time. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. She did it about six times. Yeah. So here's an odd thing we hadn't talked about yet since what? They, what? What? What's that? Well, when they put the uh, the automated. Uh, answering uh, thing in here. You got a machine, automatic answering machine? Well, it's not really an answering machine. It forwards the... Yeah. So oh. uh, if anybody's calling our store, uh, they can use the 60 number or a 57. It still gets you to the same oh, good. Uh, thing. And then now you have to hit nursery. So okay. It, so it kicks it over to the so nursery. So 210-497-3760. Right. Or 210-497-3757. Okay. Which is, which is actually our... We, nobody understands why it was this way, but that's actually the true phone line for Millburgers. Oh, really? Five seven. Oh, <laughs> and uh, so when we would dial out, oh, it, it would, would show, show five five seven, and that's that confused a lot of people. So that's uh, that's fixed. But now you got to push an extra button. <laughs> oh, yeah, so that's right. nursery. Good. Well, what choices does it give you besides the nurse? Oh, I have a list here somewhere. Oh, okay. Irrigation and yeah, uh, plant maintenance. <laughs> okay, and stuff like that. that's great. Landscaping. <laughs> I looked up the uh, Red Baron. Uh, it ripens in July and August, July through August, or July dash August. 
So uh, I guess it's like La Feliciana, which, uh, you know, we, we use because it, uh, it ripened in, uh, in July with the apples. But uh, Red Baron ripens in uh, July or late July, well, this, probably. This year will be early a, real, August. a real test. We'll, in addition to uh, enjoying the blooms over that long season, we'll have a yeah. bunch of gardeners keep track of what what's happening on the fruit. And I said it was a, part, a semi-free stone, which means that the uh, seed comes out of the center. Uh, very easily, and uh, it is a true freestone, completely freestone. And uh, like I said, uh, 250 to the 300 chilling out. I bet we got that already. We're gonna, That's what I'm wondering. Yeah, yeah. good. Um, but yeah, but not yeah. since they've been here, because they were somewhere else. Oh yeah, yeah. The uh, the other thing about it, I was remembering, I've, and I've got one uh, in my yard still. It is a uh, it's a little less. Uh, it's a little less structured uh, uh, wood, woody part of the plant than, okay. than some of the other peaches. You know, than our, our yeah. Florida King, which is a discipline. Yeah. Looking, but the uh, but the Red Baron is uh, just a, l- a little bit uh, less organized and okay. concentrates on the bloom. Well, the one I used to watch all the time was up in Stonewall, around Stonewall. Uh, they would they would prune it like uh, the oh. regular peach tree, uh-huh. you know, where they uh, flat flatten the top and open uh-huh. the center and things like that. They they prune it every year. So they let the day was less than eight feet. Or? Yeah, I'll be darned. Yeah, just like uh, just like the regular peaches were. And I also noticed that uh, we've gotten into. I uh, was looking at the sales line. You mean before you dro- dropped everything off? fell on the floor. Uh-oh. Okay, now, just so he doesn't fall on the floor there. But uh, I noticed you got your advertising house plants. Yeah, fresh fresh. That's, un- that's unusual. As soon as, uh, as soon as the point set is left, we ordered out of Florida and got a load yet. In fact, he's, we've, we've done so well this week, he's placing another one that won't show up next week, but it'll show up the following. Oh, for Florida, huh? Yeah, yeah. They, they do. They grow a lot of floral. floral Almost all grass. the house plants for the United States go through Florida. Really? Yeah. Point. What, yeah. what happened in the old days? It seems like the when we were doing the events at the rodeo, we used to yeah fill up the with house plants, but we got them from the Rio Grande Valley. Yeah, right. Uh, the, the one of the largest grower of. Uh, Neil Robinson was from, down there. Who, who? Neil Robinson used That's to be down right. there, but they got bought out. And uh, I think, I think the uh, guy—I can't his mind, his name slips my mind—but he also did citrus. The guy that uh, we worked with down there. He'll think of it in a minute. So they're not the, the same amount of uh, no, growers aren't they, there anymore. Uh, he's gone out of business. I know for <laughs> sure. But uh, Florida does a good job with it, and they obviously have uh, insect and disease-free plants, or they wouldn't be able to ship them into Texas. So uh, uh, you've got uh, 
Let's see. Be uh, uh, plants can add color and be be a, a tech, add, add texture to your landscape, to your scape. <laughs> I guess it'd be housecape. And offer air cleaning for healthy health benefits. Uh, so uh, they, they've done a lot of papers on that. I guess there must be something there, to there it. There is something to it. <laughs> they, they, they put it next to what I wanted to say. Uh-oh. Aren't you tired of your poinsettia already? <laughs> Throw it away and buy a house pad. They, they, for some reason, didn't want to print it like that. Yeah, there you go. And uh, I, I, lo- I love your... The other name, they're, with the uh, new poinsettia, they may never... The thing just keeps uh, looking good and growing and growing. Mine looks as good today as it did when I That's got it. That's right. Yeah. It's right next to the pumpkin you bought four years ago. Yeah, I gave up. Okay. <laughs> and uh, I love your... Uh, I'm looking at the sales items uh, uh, for this week, or for the deal on for this week, and I love your little uh, picture with the recycled Christmas tree on top. Have you seen that? Yeah, talk about that. It's a, it's a Volkswagen with a huge. Well, if you'd seen some of the things we <laughs> tied to, uh, but Stacy picked that out. Is it That's a cute. Is it a That's yeah, cute. It's a bug. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, that's, that hits home with me because I I have a pickup truck and a Beetle. There you go. Without fail, though, every time I come to Millburgers or want to, you know, load up, I've got the Beetle. Uh. So I'm always finding all the places yeah, that you, you know you do that on purpose so you don't have to, don't buy as much. Yeah, anyway, that's probably a good idea. Anyway, they're advertising that they recycle Christmas trees and get a 20% off. Uh, off of products. Coupon. Coupon. And uh, let's see, 20% off any regular price merchandise purchased before February 28th. Uh, and Trace, oh, let's see, you say always leave the uh, uh, lights on, right? You all, you all like the ornamentals and uh, lights on the Christmas tree? Oh, please don't. <laughs> Please remove your stand. Yeah, yeah. Remove your, just set us back. But it's, months, you know. it's fun to see those people trying to get those lights out of the grinder. No, you know? it's not. Uh, <laughs> those grinders are hard to get get things out of the Mel, blade. Can you uh, turn his? Oh up? yeah, go ahead, uh, Derek. <laughs> so what were you saying about that? <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> but uh, and just, this, just, this, uh, uh, just to bring just to. Uh, Kind of settle that issue down a little bit. The uh, not only will Millburgers take the trees they sold during the right. season, right. they'll take any of your trees. And environmentally, uh, it's a environmentally uh, environmental action, and uh, yeah, they'll, yeah, they'll yeah. use the t- they'll use that material in their day to day operations. So, yeah. well, ninety nine percent of that goes on our bald and burlap trees. Cool. Yeah. So. Uh, you know, it's good for the trees. We're not having to go buy any, so all we, we're paying for is the big grinding machine. And I say it like that, but <laughs> it's an expensive machine. Oh, uh, yeah. It's about a, about the size of an 18-wheeler, and there's a guy up there just shoveling, not shoveling, he's using the front-end loader to, to do it because there's so many of them. Yeah, they're, they're, uh, <laughs> but they're we, good to do, but you don't want to stick your hand down no, in that. No. And, um, 
they also grind up all the the brush and stuff that we've collected at different job sites and hmm. uh and give it all a new purpose in life so it's not going and taking space in the landfill yeah we we got we rented one of those out in u valley when we pruned the large citrus tree out there and uh we we had first brought some of our volunteers had grinders well that's twigs but when you start grinding up trees or something like that you have to rent one of those great big heavy duty grinders and uh they're they're kind of <laughs> they they had me push it. you you want to have somebody that's extremely careful not to put their hands in even though they've got blocks so so you can't get your hands in there but uh there's horror stories of hmm. and it what, it what does goes in it does come back out yeah it doesn't differ yeah. it doesn't differentiate between your hand and the tree <laughs> i think i've told this story before we, in years past we'd actually rented uh, smaller grinders like what you're talking about. yeah uh, and we would offer to give the christmas tree back uh-oh mm. well hang on mike so somewhere around the you know seven eight foot tree might fill up a two or three gallon bucket yeah it's done. yeah and so many people where's the rest of my <laughs> that's, that's it <laughs> We're not hiding it. We grind it up. It's it's, uh, it's not yeah. taking up that much space anymore. Well, not that my, much. My wife Bonnie, that uh, she she was a fanatic on that uh, on those grinding machines. I I used to, uh, <laughs> to you know the kind of turn them off so that she couldn't she, uh, she just find everything there was to grind yeah. <laughs> and chop up and cutting off limbs. She, she would have been. She would have been. Somebody that uh, would have been happy to sit on your grinder day in, day out. She's just fascinated by it. Hey, I didn't see this message. Mike is uh, hopefully still online at 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Mike, are you still there? Uh, Yes, I am. Good. Thank you for waiting. Mike, what's going on? I had a question regarding the best time to prune back Esperanza's and Pride of Barbados. Do I wait until the first freeze and the leaves basically are off, or do I do it any time in January or February? I think we're going to get a freeze tonight or tomorrow night. But my Barbados and and Esperanza still have leaves on them, and they're actually pretty, and I don't like to cut them back to the, you know, 18-inch sticks uh, before their time. But uh, didn't know if, if it was a better time to wait or just do it. After the first well, three. It's, against, it's against the law to prune them back when they have leaves on uh, And that law who's was law, passed. Whose law is that? <laughs> that, law, <laughs> that law was passed by the, the Bird Society. Uh, I, because, I was all, all set of, to argue on behalf of. Okay. Wait, like wait as long as you can. <laughs> because of the low flying birds that Calvin told us about. End of February. Uh, uh, <laughs> they just put an end to this. That yeah. low flying yeah, bird lobby. Okay. If, if you whack them back now and uh-huh. we get some consistently warm weather, they're going to try to leaf back out again. They're yeah. going to get more damaged. Uh, you're better off just waiting until the end of February to March. There so you, you so you get, oh, really? you get a, du- really a double light. advantage. It's good for the plant, the weight. Uh, protects the plant a bit, and then you do uh, uh, the birds that overwinter here uh, have some extra cover until uh, all, all that dead stuff spring. will be insulation. Yeah, to some extent. Yeah, 
So actually, you wait till till February. You don't do it in January then. And end of February, early March, right before you're right. going to have a growing season. And that's a, that's, a, that. that's okay. also the same thing for your citrus. If you want to prune a citrus tree back, which we don't, you know, you don't need much pruning on citrus. But uh, that okay. in the Feb- in the February first of March is right before the the citrus starts flushing its uh, new growth, and so you want to get it get it off. Also, we had a question about uh, Asian jasmine. People want to know when to cut Asian jasmine and some of the ground covers back. That uh, late February first of March is a good time to go in and uh, cut that back, mow it out, because I mow mine to the ground every time I mow the grass. But uh, you can just uh, shred it off uh, at, at, before then, at, like I say, end of February, 1st of March, and uh, that's right before it starts leafing out. So you won't have to look at that bare area that you prune I guess that's true. Shrubs, all shrubs too. Most things. Most shrubs. Okay, well, that's good to all know. Right. I thought it would be in, in January, but I'll wait till February then. Oh yeah, those low flying birds are depending on you, son. Uh, I can only think of a couple <laughs> things that wouldn't apply, like, like climbing roses. That right. Doesn't apply. Right. Oleanders. I don't think that applies. No, right. that's right. Thank you, Mike. All right. Thank you. Bye bye. <laughs> All right, Bye. we're going to take a quick break. David, don't go anywhere. You're going to be up next on Milberger's Gardening, South Texas. If, Milber, if Milton remembers. I'll remember. I'll remember. I got, I got David. So be back after this on 930 AM, The Answer. And welcome back to Milberger's Gardening, South Texas on 930 AM, The Answer. David, we're going to talk to you in just a second. just want to remind you about a cool conversation I had with Barry Hagendorf of Deck and Patio Care. So I was talking to him, and he was uh, this week, and things are going well. Uh, If you want to give him a call, he's 210-822-9147. They're booking about a month out, so don't hesitate, 210-822-9147. But he was talking to somebody in the uh, the sealing company business, and they said, Barry, uh, and he was just telling me he was surprised to, to know it, that he's considered one of the experts in the country, not just in the city, but on staining and sealing decks in the country. Barry has studied wow. this so much. Remember I said he's kind of a deck nerd? That's Go good. to deckandpatiocare.com, and you can see the before and after pictures. When, so when Barry says it really can look new again, you'll see it really can look new again. So for your Pebblestone driveway, for your deck, your patio, give Barry a call at 210-822-9147. 210-822-9147 or deck and patio care. Dot com. All right, we go back to the phone lines at 210-308-8867. We've got David on the line. David, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? I'm doing good, doing good. I've got a <clears throat> Monterey oak that I planted about two or three months ago and uh, woke up one morning and it was laying flat on the ground. It, it, all, it looked like it snapped at the ground, but not completely off. So I... Stood it back up. I braced it up again, and I'm just wondering what are my chances with that now. Was was it wind that snapped it off, or what? what? I've never heard of a tree snapping off like that. You know, Especially I don't. Not, not. I I oh, had yeah. it braced. I, I think um, 
if I had to guess, I'm thinking a critter got up there and maybe snapped it off. I really don't know how how it happened. That's weird. Uh, now you didn't. You, you, know, know, you, you don't have deer in your neighborhood, do you? No, we got a fenced-in yard, but we do have raccoons. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. But uh, so, yeah, because because uh, the deer deer are knocking. Uh, plants over and it snapped off right at the ground all right uh it it bent over and it's still attached by a piece of bark right yes exactly yeah and it's only about go ahead so how, how how far above the ground did it break it's it's right at ground level okay but I don't understand. Is it a break or just a bend? Well, it's a break. I mean, it it actually snapped, but there are, there are pieces of uh, of the tree still connected. Hmm. Okay. So I was able to stand it up, you know, brace it up, and I I just taped the bottom real tight. Uh, the leaves haven't turned brown or anything yet. I, I don't yeah. know. I, that's why I'm asking what what my chances with it. <laughs> well, it's, I would say. Forty percent that it lives, and sixty percent that it does. Oh, I'm a, I'm a little more optimistic than that. Um, <laughs> that uh, I think it'll probably live. The pro- the problem you'll have is uh, what what portion of it'll live. You know, will you have a, just a yeah. spindly top? Or but the good news is it's a fast growing tree. Yeah, and it can it'll recover quickly, especially if you can brace it and water it. So you 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 put that tape very tight around the break. It broke in one night, right? And you well, taped it the next morning. Really don't know, uh, but okay. it it to me it because where I sit at in the morning, I usually see it, and that's how I saw it. So I I don't I think it happened overnight, but I'm not going to swear to. Okay, well I've se- I've seen people uh, tape trees that have been. Barked, in other words, taking scrape the bark off, and uh, also maybe broken some. Uh, put tape on it immediately, and uh, and and it heals up. It heals up. But if that cambium layer, the the layer right inside the bark, if that's broken more than two thirds around that tree. I don't give that tree much hope. But it's but it's uh, it's worth it. Yeah. I mean, you're not. It's not costing you anything to give it a little test and see what it, no. what the per- performance early this spring looks like. Yeah. yeah if, it le- <laughs> if if it leaves if it leaves out in the spring like it's supposed to, uh, you're probably okay. But of course, that'll always be well. For a year or two, that'll be a weakened area yeah. that it right. can happen again. Yeah, you got to keep your the the real test may come with uh, if you get if we get hot, dry weather. Yeah, later in the summer. Right. Yeah. Well, let let us know how that turns out. I, uh, <laughs> I I'm, will. I'm, I'm I'm not very hopeful. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Well, I I wasn't either, but I thought I'd get your opinion. <laughs> there you go. Uh, I've got one other question real quick. I don't know if you see okay. these things on, face, on Facebook where they they take a, a cutting of a, 
uh, they cut around a, a branch and they put this little plastic thing around it and it's supposed to ball and, and make you a cutting off of a tree or what of some sort. Oh, you're talking about air layering? Is that what they call it? Air layering? I'm not really, I'm not really sure, but it, I've seen them on Facebook and I've seen various comments. You know, some say they yeah. work, some say they don't, so I don't know. Well, it depends on the plant. Uh, that's used quite a bit with house plants, like uh, rubber tree plants and those uh, things. And uh, what they do, they make a, a small incision about uh, two-thirds around the trunk. Right. And then, the, then they put in that incision, they cut out a little section, and in that uh, cutout section, where that cutout section was, they put some uh, rooting hormone, like uh, hormonidin or rutone. And then uh, the old-fashioned way was to uh, put a ball of uh, moist sphagnum around it and then uh, then wrap that sphagnum uh, once it adhere, once you have it uh, in place, put uh, put some plastic a plastic wrap around that sphagnum, and uh, that that keeps the cambium uh, layer moist while it's uh, rooting. And uh, I I don't know how long it. Of course, it depends on the plant you're using. But uh, some of them root readily doing that. And that, that plastic uh, Keeps r- round thing that you're talking about maybe play that role, for the modern role of that old-fashioned way we used to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I don't I'm not. Yeah, I'm not familiar with that new thing, but uh, it sounds like it's probably yeah consistent with Jerry, no. what Jerry was describing. And you can look, no. you can go on to uh, plantanswers.com and look under propag- propagation, and I think we've got a write-up on uh, air layering. They call it air layering. Probably not more than 17 or 18. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, that's that's commonly used with houseplants. Okay. But that's Trees, trees, and things like that. Uh, you're gonna have. It's gonna take longer for them to root, if at all. Mm. I think. Okay. I think. I think. Uh, uh, Doctor Shreve, Lord Shreve, used to be the horticulturist at Uvalde. I think he did that with grapes. Some. So, but uh, most grapes root very readily. Using green wood. They use green wood after the sprout. I'm going to try to get one more call on, Mike. Is that okay? Thank you. Thank you. BJ is on the line at 210-308-8867. Hey, BJ, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? Great. I've got a question about an American linden tree. I'd like to plant some up in my bee yard between Blanco and Candelia and was wondering what y'all's opinion of it was. Well, linden are wonderful trees, but I'm not sure this is the best place for them. I was trying to... They might be uh, susceptible to alkaline soil. Yeah, that, that that's part of it. And, uh, gosh, I, you, <laughs> I, I haven't heard that in a long time. Uh, Minnesota, they yeah. grew. 
Um, and in the northeast, I think they, they yeah. go. You might want to check that. But but oh. uh, we definitely don't see them in Being this area. sold, they're yeah. not sold around here. Yeah, I, I haven't it's seen a, them very much. Yeah. There's, there's usually a reason for that. <laughs> All right. Thank I, you very much. I wouldn't, I wouldn't plant a lot of them until uh, you plant one or two. Yeah. Where, where are you uh, going to get them? Uh, probably, you know, off, off of one of those mail-in uh, oh, um, nurseries. Okay. Yeah, I don't like those. Yeah, neither do I, but can't <laughs> find them. Can't yeah, find them otherwise. A, so. Like you say, there's a reason uh, that they're being sold like that rather than at local nurseries. Yeah, good. Point. But but if if you got a chance of growing one, it's going to be where you're where you're living up there in the hill country. Uh-huh. Sounds you good. Creek bed soil or something. That yeah, might, there yeah. might be a chance. And uh, uh, I know uh, the the American smoke tree is up in that country. Uh, the, the natively, yeah. I mean, uh, there's a little branch off of the native uh, stand of uh, American smoke tree. They're common in Tennessee, uh-huh. but mm-hmm. uh, in Texas they're very rare. But they're on those mm-hmm. rocky soils up there. We may have had a mm-hmm. few in Oklahoma, but I'm not sure. I know I've experienced them in my long history but i'm not sure where they were yeah it, it could have come through it, i think there's there's some native to oklahoma to mm-hmm. parts well, of oklahoma. If, if you were going to prep the soil to make it a little less uh, alkaline what would you recommend i wouldn't recommend it <laughs> if, they, if, they, if they can't if they can't grow in our soil conditions well, the, the the easiest thing that we're organic material, uh, it's it's almost impossible to acidify yeah. soil, a highly buffered soil. But uh, uh, sometimes you can really make it more potent and capable of of uh, more diversity with uh, organic material. Yeah, keep them living for three or four more days than they're normally going to live. <laughs> Okay. Or, <laughs> or at least a couple of years. All right. Thanks for calling. There we go. Thank Roll you, sir. Bye bye. <laughs> All right. 210 308 8867. Just got about a minute, so we'll uh, begin to wrap up. Let me give you that number again in case you didn't get it. 210 308 8867. One more time. What, why, didn't, why didn't you give that number of uh, counseling? Huh? Well, I don't know. Right off the top of my head, two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Well, you need to listen to the commercial, Bill. I will. Listen to it. You gave it six or seven times. I know. All right, we're going to take a break. So while we do, you give us a call and be a part of today's show. We're uh, of course with Dr. Calvin Finch and Dr. Jerry Parsons. I'm Milton Glick. This is Millburgers Gardening South Texas, and we'll be back in a moment. Don't forget to go to millburgernursery.com to learn more about what we were talking about with the fruit trees and some of the things that are special and. And uh, we'll be back in a moment. And
Burgers Gardening, South Texas, on 930 AM, The Answer. Our phone number, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Our weather forecast here in San Antonio <laughs> this afternoon, increasing clouds with a high near 54 degrees today. Uh, rain likely around 3 a.m. with a 70% chance of showers, gusts as high as 25, so it's going to be cold, wet, and rainy this <laughs> evening. Rain and possible thunderstorms uh, before 3 p.m. tomorrow. Chance of rain, chance of precipitation, I don't know what the difference is, uh, is, a, is 100% new rainfall amounts between three-quarters and one inch possible with a low around 33. Then Monday, high near 51, low around 30. And I got a report from Johnson City, our Johnson City weatherman, Johnson City Joe, reports Sunday temperatures between 38 and 31, turning colder as the uh, day goes on. A 100% chance of rain and snow uh, in the morning. And snow? uh Uh-huh. Turning to snow in the afternoon. uh, Monday, high 40, low 26. Whoa. 20% chance of rain. So sounds like we need to go up and see Johnson City Joe and get some snow or yeah, see get some snow. Sounds like Joe ought to. Sounds hunt. like we should avoid it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> wet roads, twenty six degrees. I guess that's frozen roads. Man. Yeah, yeah. All right, thank you, well, Joe. This will be good fire fireplace weather. And what did we say last weekend? Be sure your flue is open. Yeah, before you light the fire. You'll find out pretty quick. <laughs> well, yeah, and, now uh, the flu is what lets the smoke uh-huh. up. And uh, I guess we're long, we're past the uh, deer, deer hunting. T- that that used to be the time when we always had the problem with uh, uh, oak wilt active oh, yeah. firewood. So if yeah. you got, you want, uh, if you got wood from any of uh, the hill country area, and it's and it's not old. And you want to you want to let it get old before you uh, mm. have it open there. You need to cover it with uh, plastic or put it um, off of a dead use tree. Use it up. Use it up. Put it off of a dead tree. There's a lot of dead trees in the hill country. Well, as long as it's a uh, it's a red oak that has been dead for s- several years, it'll be all right. Oh, okay. What you don't want it is off a red oak that just just, just died. died. Yeah. Yeah. And let's see, the bark on a, a red oak is uh, a little different than on a live yeah, oak. Good, lu- good luck trying <laughs> to explain that. <laughs> but anyway, that's uh, why they, that's why they. I think most of the, the folks, uh, gave up trying to describe the difference between <laughs> live oak and uh, red, red oak, oaks, and huh? cedar elms, and no. Yeah. But anyway, uh, yeah, if you. I've I've got firewood around that's been there five to six years, and that's what uh, I got Jeremy, my son, to bring it in and put it in the fire. So me and the dog just sit there and look at the fire. Hmm. Nice way to pass the day. And and Milton has moved us all in to inside, mm-hmm. so we won't. Won't have to suffer. I think Charles used to like to watch us suffer. I think so, too. Don't you? I used to say 32 (laughs) degrees outside. That's plenty warm. Uh, Looking at Calvin's article, and he's talking about uh, blooming plants in the the winter. And got a big, pretty picture of Salvia Gregi. 
Uh, I don't, I don't know if Savia Greg I would. They bloom after a, a freeze, hard freeze. They certainly are blooming now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They, we haven't had uh, yeah, trimmed well, a hard freeze yet. But uh, those uh, it won't kill the plant, but it just may yeah. uh, knock some of the blooms off. Well, those those freezes uh, we're, we're pretty serious some places. But, uh, you know, my neighborhood and, uh, and all around, uh, I think most folks, yeah, can find them blooming. Yeah, they're not the, the – there's times in the year when they're they're more aggressive bloomer, but right now they're oh, kind, yeah. kind of the, the showiest thing. Uh, they kind of cycle stage. in and out of bloom. And but the, uh, the, 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 the nectar people, the nectar insects, and birds uh, really like them. And hummingbird the, really like them. Yeah, and the deer don't eat them, so that's another um, uh, selling point for yeah. for using the salvia grigia. They've got good uh, selections of them now. And the colors. Yeah. Take your big gosh, time every color. color you can think of. Our, our good friend who's passed away now, uh, Lynn Lowry, uh, led several expeditions to Mexico, northern Mexico, and uh, that's one of the things that they brought back and used to sell. Uh, uh, they brought different colors of it. The reason they were so infatuated with it was <laughs> it, it was blooming on uh, on rocky uh, calcareous soils, so they would. Uh, <laughs> It would attract their attention, uh, just like Mexican uh, Mexican uh, uh, rain trees, just like the rain trees would. But uh, got a good picture of it with Calvin's article. Also, he, oh yeah, what 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 are we gonna do about our our um, pre, our uh, your favorite uh, plants? Uh, Cyclamen. Are we going? Are we going to cover cyclamen, Calvin? No, I'm. Uh, I haven't had any problem with the the cold weather we've had so far. The problem I've had is these uh, spells of. Uh, I've, I've kind of expanded my planting to include uh, places that get a little more sun. Oh, okay. So, so I've got, I've got the in deep shade. I've got the cyclamen not getting affected by the cold. And not getting affected by uh, wind, anything, and then but then in the, the showiest places where the sun is there, then you you can really see. <laughs> and the other the other thing is that, uh, and I think we've talked about this before, they are uh, yeah. Like if you got a raccoon or cats that are in a, if they're in containers, mm-hmm. they're real. The top, the base is is kind of fragile, so they can break. They have a tendency to break. Oh, break the plant off. Yeah, huh? and I know, you know, when my when my dogs uh, react in the middle of the night. Say, it's oh, a raccoon. No, no, the raccoons are back. Yeah. Well, that's, that's when you hunt them, Calvin, 2 o'clock in the morning, <laughs> yeah. 2 to 3 o'clock in the morning. That's the dogs agree with you. <laughs> they, they say that's what I should be out there doing. If you turn them loose on it, will they, will they bother? Will they kill it? Like a, a Jack Russell Terrier, take care of stuff. They'll try, like that. yeah. That's my my little 
A 15-pounder, I don't know. <laughs> we had a... Maybe they can tree it for you. Yeah, one of, one of the neighbors uh, had a part pit bull just a mm. Oh, Lord, have mercy. And they and it eventually killed the, uh, the large raccoon, but it got... She had to take it to the vet. It was... Uh. <laughs> It was a serious battle. Yeah, a large raccoon can yeah. do some damage to a dog, but mo- most of the time, the little dogs like that, you can they'll they'll back them in a corner or something, and, a, and the, ra- the 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 possums especially, and they'll uh, you know show their teeth, which are formidable. Yeah, and <laughs> and so you can get out there and pop them with a stick. Or a broom or something, and they'll play dead, Milton. They'll play possum. Yeah, have you ever seen one play possum? Mm-mm. Yeah, I've seen them snarl. Yeah, and then when we turned our back, it ran up the fence and got out of there. <laughs> so it, it decided it, it apparently learned playing possum was not the uh, <laughs> not the, the way out. Yeah, they they want to play possum when they're getting hurt or yeah. hit or uh, challenged. So anyway, the cyclemen are. Uh, beautiful still, and they've got a. If you if they're planted in the right spot, this weather's been perfect for them. Let's see, what is it? Would we middle or we're almost to the middle of January? We should, oh, January, yeah. February, March. Gosh, we should have three months of good bloom with a cyclamen left. Oh yeah. And uh, the same with the primula. Yeah. What's the, what's the coldest it's supposed to be, uh, Milton? Uh, well, you I, remember? I, I got thirty. You got 30? Okay. Yeah, that probably shouldn't yeah. bother. Yeah, because uh, so, so uh, usually we plant the cyclamen in a, kind of in, in the shade in a, sh- a bit of a sheltered area uh, in the front of the house or someplace. If it's um, – Jerry and I debate this every year. If uh, it's out there – if they're out there in the open, subject to the, the wind and the colder temperatures – then it, and if the plant is doing well, it, you you hate to take a chance on uh, letting the, the blooms freeze, and the buds freeze, the foliage won't freeze it just like the, the strawberries. But mm-hmm. they, but uh, if the blooms freeze, then you can. It takes a, such a long time for yeah. any blooms to come back. You just uh, you just don't expect them to see any more color this yeah. winter. I wonder if these. You know, uh, cyclamen used to be a house plant. Oh, yeah. And it can still be. But I wonder if these new cyclamens that they're growing are more weather-resistant than the old florist cyclamen that they used to grow. I don't know if they're the same or not. I don't know. We But there are several species of, of cyclamen. Yeah. I just know that, uh, oh, I think six or seven years ago, that Judy and I, when we were trying to keep them alive all summer, mm-hmm. we put them, we put some in front of the uh, sliding door on the eastern exposure, and every one of them just prospered. It was kind of like <laughs> African violets. Yeah, know. right. But uh, they yeah. get plenty of sun, and they probably bloomed, didn't they? Oh, they did, and they got bigger and bigger and bigger. And <laughs> She finally declared them. Well, Uh-oh. the experiment has worked. <laughs> uh, I was looking at a a uh, write up by uh, uh, Neil Spare, and he's talking about he got a question: What is the best way to protect 
my tender plants from extreme cold. And uh, he said, Neil says, uh, that a lot of people think about putting little greenhouses over their plants and maybe putting a light bulb beneath it. And we used to talk about putting light bulbs in there, but uh, bulbs, they don't give off much heat. So you have, and uh, he's, Neil says that is basically impractical. Well, is if you use the right light bulb, like a heat lamp yeah. type bulb, uh, that can work, and uh, that uh, that would also involve creating a small volume of air around the plants. On a cold, sunny morning, that air would quickly heat to excessive temperatures, and the plants would literally cook. That's what we used to find out about regular plastic. What I like, and uh, Neil's adapted too, is that uh, uh, the lightweight floating roll covers uh, that you can find. I think Ner- I think Milberger sells them by the by the row. In other words, they have a roll of it, and you could cut your own length that you need. And usually they're. In other words, I would use uh, a concrete reinforcing with my tomato cages around them, and wrap. I would uh, fit fit the tomato cages with the uh, the floating roll cover. Uh, I think I think now here uh, we sell more of that uh, insulate. Insulate, not? insulate, which is a little bit thicker than. <clears throat> the original floating roll cover, but they do have some of the floating roll cover available. I think they call it uh, seedling. Floating roll, roll cover. Yeah, floating roll cover, uh, seedling protection. Um, <laughs> they they uh, absorb the sun's warming rays during the day, allowing the heat to soak into the soil. Overnight, that warmth is radiated up and then held in place by the fabric. So uh, what he doesn't mention in here is that uh, it also releases, is porous enough to release the cold air accumulated in such a structure. So, um, and uh, when we first, start talking about it to people mainly to put around the cages in the spring there are tomato cages in the spring to avoid insect transmission of uh, uh, the uh, mosaic virus anthrips but uh, it also releases cold weather and I think probably one of the most important parts to that covering is uh is that uh, it gives wind protection and just an organic control for flying and as uh insects uh, they can, he says they can be left in place for a few days for days even weeks if necessary then removed once temperature moderate uh and <laughs> Uh, I always tell, talk about my German audience that I had in New Braunfels 
that when I would bring it up, of course, they would ask, being the frugal people that they are over there, would ask, uh, how much does it cost? Cost less, a lot less than a penny a square foot. And uh, then they would ask, could you reuse it? So I made up the idea where they uh, they would wash and wear their floating row cover uh, during off season. Uh, but the, the the idea that that you can leave it on uh, is nice because it, I've uh, of course people always used to ask. How long do you leave it on the tomatoes? Well, it's a pain to put it on and take it off. Oh, yeah, right. Like this this winter, you could have done it uh, <laughs> four times, five yeah, times. Yeah, at least four or five times. But uh, so we we did an experiment with it, and uh, we actually matured ripe tomatoes in a row-covered uh, tomato plant. So it uh, it doesn't, uh, and of course tomatoes don't need insects for pollination. Well, you could experiment or do an experiment again now, now because we already got tomatoes here. Yeah, that's for sure. (laughs) Let's take a quick break while we do. Give us a call, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up. Milton Glick along with Dr. Calvin Finch and Dr. Jerry Parsons. Back after this on 930 AM, The Answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM. The answer, 210-308-8867. Again, is our number, 210-308-8867. What do you want to uh, ask us in front of the big cold spell that's coming up here? Give us, give us a call, 210-308-8867. And in the meantime, if you're looking for security or you want to make your home even smarter than it is, the folks at BSG can help you out. Uh, right now, they have things to make your home more convenient and more pleasurable, like their new home theater program with six months deferred payments. And by the way, they'll beat any written price by 10%. And uh, they're going to give you the highest quality equipment on that, uh, the, the excellent workmanship. You really, if you're thinking about a home theater, you owe it to yourself to uh, check them out, bsgtexas.com or 210-877-1222, and find out all about them. But if you're looking for security, they've got all kinds of great deals going on now as well. So go to bsgtexas.com. It'll come up right in the front. Uh, The first thing you'll see is there are great offers uh, that they've got going on right now. But the the true thing is do some research on these guys. See the reviews. See how much people like them, and you'll go, wow, okay. I don't see that about some of the other national security companies, so I'm going to try these guys. That's bsgtexas.com, bsgtexas.com. 210-308-8867 is our number, 210-308-8867. Could have found the answer to my previous question if I'd have just read Calvin this week in the garden. Which Um, which, which question was that? uh, (laughs) He said, uh, be prepared to cover cold-sensitive plants such as lime, lemons, and cyclamen Mm. uh, with a fabric that also covers a a heat source uh, uh, such as uh, mechanical 
light or poultry lamp. Yeah, mechanics light. Yeah, to to use if temperatures fall below 28 degrees. Now you say they're not gonna fall below 28. Well, well, that's a San Antonio. Yeah, Hill Country's gonna be. And haven't you said that below. if the weather if the weatherman says it's gonna be 30, you can count on it being either 20 or 40. Yeah, I'm uh, <laughs> I'm I'm concerned about them pre- pre- predicting. A hundred percent chance of rain. Uh, why are you concerned about that? Well, I admit that means they might have the temperatures close to right too. Oh, okay. If they get the rain right, but we should see. Yeah, said it's supposed to start at low as. Uh, let's see, uh, tonight, low around forty. No chance problem. of rain thirty. No problem. Tomorrow day, uh, high near forty-two. Chance of rain 100%. Uh-oh. Sunday night, cloudy with a low around 33. So, And then Monday, low, clear evening with a low around 30. So so if the temperatures are not going to fall below 28 degrees in San Antonio. You want me to check another forecast? We got, we got such a... What's your favorite weather channel here in San Antonio? <laughs> I'll see what they're saying. I don't know. Okay. Uh, they can't talk to Steve Brown anymore. He won't call us after the incident. <laughs> after the incident? Shh. We're not supposed to talk about it. <laughs> and uh, it's a, like I said, if, if people don't know what the flues are in the ch- chimney, yeah, the best way to do it is quick. Shine, a, shine a light up there and see if there's a place for the smoke to go out. Mine has a little uh, lever on it that uh, you can either pull, you can pull down in the winter. I mean, in the summer. Yeah. To keep the air conditioner from going out. Uh, out the air, cold air from going outside, or uh, you can you can open it in the winter. So you should check it during the day when there's sunlight. Yeah. Is that right? I'm asking. Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, some of them are. Well, I, I shine a light yeah. up there. You can shine a light up there. I don't know if you can see the sunlight out the top of a chimney or not. Most of okay. How tall the chimney is. Yeah, most you can't, I don't think. <laughs> but there's one sure way to find out. Start the fire? And just just put, ball up some paper in there, put it in the fireplace, and don't check the damper. If the smoke goes up, you, the damper's open. If the smoke comes out in the house, you're in trouble. All right, looking at KSAT, uh, weather tomorrow <laughs> is rainy. 90% chance of showers. They're, they're not, they're, That's better. They're given a little bit of chance. I'm proud of that. And a low around 33. And then Monday, a low of 30, uh, partly cloudy with a high of 50. Okay. But they're agreeing with that low of 30 with weather.gov. There you go. I'll check something else if you like me to. <laughs> this, this but like, like I said, the stocks, uh, the stocks won't freeze. Yeah. And Kevin also mentioned alyssum, oh, which, yeah. we, which we don't talk about very much. But uh, it's, a, it's a true winter yeah, crop yeah, that doesn't, doesn't freeze I and has very good fragrance. Yeah, and part of part of it is it's a mound, yeah, and kind of a compact. Uh, so and then, so you don't uh, subject it to the the severity of the temperatures that some of the yeah. other ones do. 
And and they, they would be good in your small container with the Johnny Jump Ups. Have the alyssum around the yeah. perimeter and then have the uh, Johnny Jump Ups in the center. And you're, if you're... Uh, and they're both fragrant. Well, no, the Johnny Jump Ups are not fragrant. Maybe you could have stocks in the middle. Oh, gosh, yeah. And then now you'd have both fragrance. Yeah, and if you're interested in supporting... Uh, Pollinators. That's uh, Lissom's another pollinator. Yeah. The bees are, the bees like it very much. Yeah, we uh, we uh, uh, did some did some studies on an alyssum that actually went into the summer. I don't think they call it alyssum. Lobularia. 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 <laughs> uh, why didn't they just call it alyssum? So I could remember. They, 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 have, they have to put another name on it. But anyway, uh, Alyssum does pretty good in the summer, and uh, the regular ones will go a little in the winter, I mean. And the regular ones will go a little ways into the summer, depending on when it gets hot. But the Labellaria which we get sometimes. Nice job. Can take the heat. In fact, the picture that I took of it to go with the announcement of it or release of it was taken on a 100-degree day, and the white is always as strongest. Now, I had uh, a few of the lavenders this, this summer that lasted quite a long time, and they were very attractive. Yeah. If they're, if they're not in the... F- the full sun, you know, with our morning sun. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the temperature's relatively mild. Uh, gosh, yeah, they make a nice. They're, they're very attractive, too. Uh, is that as fragrant as the white? I don't think it's as fragrant yeah, as the white. Yeah, I don't white, think it is, too. But it's, it's got a noticeable fragrance. Interesting thing about uh, colors and flowers, especially the fragrant ones, white is usually the most fragrant of the species. Uh, that's that's probably true with blue bonnets too. Even they have a when you grow them in the greenhouse, they really have a wonderful fragrance. Well, it'd be interesting to compare the stocks because it seems, yeah. seems to me that's it would be very hard to have a more fragrant plant than this the purple one that Bill <laughs> had here. Well, the uh, the roses, you know, the rosarians. Uh, Always have a, they have spring and fall rose shows, at least used to, uh, before this problem came along. But uh, they always have a uh, fragrance test uh, where they where they put their most fragrant rose and people in a, in a container, and people come by and, and smell the fragrance, and then they uh, vote. Um, which is the most mm-hmm. uh, most fragrant? There's a purple one. There's a purple one that seems to always win. Yeah, I can see it. I can't. And I'm yeah. Trying to remember the <laughs> name. Not a red one. Not a pink one. Uh, so what? Uh, so what purple. is? Uh, um, in past years, we really haven't talked much about stock. But do, is do you think of uh, roses? Uh, the fragrances as well. A be- better than the stock fragrance, or would you, or I think equally? I think it's the the stocks is stronger yeah. fragrance than the roses. 
Now, not probably, probably equal to the the purple rose. Uh-huh. I forget the name of that thing. It'll but, come. It'll come to us. Yeah, it's it's. Well, where's Milton? Milton, when we need him. <laughs> what are you? What are you trying to think of? The oh, that the, the name the purple of rose that is so fragrant that we. Not the uh, Belinda's dream. No, 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 no. The purple it's, one that's so fragrant. Um, you remember? You remember when we were down at the Rose Show and broadcasting the show from down there? Uh, we would go by and smell the oh, different yeah. roses they had uh, in the sm- in the fragrance. Maybe yeah. somebody in the audience. Yeah, so we need a rosarian to call us. Remind us at two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. You think there's any of those left? Rosarians? Yeah. Or the purple roses? <laughs> or the, the rosarian. You know, since Jackie Clark went to California, she deserted us and went to California. Oh, okay. We have a Rosarian report. Oh. We've heard from one a couple days the ago from Trace. You spotted? You yes. spotted one? Yeah, oh, the, wonderful. Yeah. It's like... <laughs> oh, yeah. We don't know. We don't know anything. Yeah. Oh, okay. So we're not going to be doing the seminar this year, I guess. The uh, Calvin, It's like Calvin's Bird Watch. It's a Rosarian watch. <laughs> <laughs> what is the uh, name? Oh, Calvin's of asking his phone. The, uh, we've we've resorted to that. Strong <laughs> Something to be doing during this cold weather. Uh, Calvin mentioned in his This Week in the Garden, said it's a good time to prune out unwanted seedlings in your shrub border or fence line and fence line. Uh, make re- the removal permanent by applying one of the cut vine and stump killer products to the remaining stem. And uh, we've talked about it before. You don't want to do this by yourself. Because if you go out and start cutting, get your shit pruning it and go out and start cutting those tops off of those uh, deals, of, of the seedlings, you'll forget some. You'll overlook some. Uh, so it, what the best the best way to do it is have one person cutting and immediately putting on the cut vine and stump killer product. Now there is a painting little, it on that little bit of a problem if you have more than one person working. I, I, I don't know if you see Jerry. I have this. Yeah. A ba- bamboo. We, there was a bunch of us in the oh, neighborhood doing bamboo, no. and of course you. The, I mean, the minute you do that, uh, somebody is getting hit by the bamboo or <laughs> turn around and mess, uh, smack. But uh, So who planted the bamboo in your neighborhood? Well, they died or moved You don't away? think anybody takes credit for it. Oh, that. okay. This is uh, it's a, it's an old planting years and years ago. Oh, okay. But uh, we were ta- discussing that today because there, there were 18 of us out there cutting down bamboo. <laughs> uh they were talking about a when a Frost Bank was uh, handling an inheritance sale. They they had a, a company come out and took all the bamboo down, and then they they had a tractor with a special uh, digger out yeah. at the roots, and then they had a crew that walked through and wow. Them. They and, did it right. Yeah, and that lasted for <laughs> five years. Oh, did it? And then now, bamboo now came the back. Bamboo, bamboo's back in that particular property. Yeah. yeah. Huh. I get, uh, all uh, I could find is ebb tide, but I don't think that's yeah, what I've you're got, looking for. Yeah, I found ebb tide, too, and uh, 
Let's see. Lavender, lilac. Okay. That sounds but good. But that's not a Neptune hi- hybrid. But that's not the one I expected. There's a uh, there's a uh, group of uh, there's lavender and there's a couple other colors that they they all have the same name. I'm sure one of us will think of it. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody call us. Two one zero three zero. Help us out. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. After they get through calling the the uh, help line. Yes. The, the, <laughs> If they didn't get that number, keep listening to K-Loop. And, uh, yeah, you can call Al. He'll get you that number, 210 <laughs> Did he get the number? He, he can find it, <laughs> 210-308-8867. And then Kevin also says use leaves that have fallen on your lawn for mulch in the garden or as a raw material for compost for the compost pile. The leaves also will decompose on the lawn to provide organic material for the benefit of the lawn. Now, that makes me angry when I read that because of my, cause, cause of my situation. Oh, yeah. You the just, leaves fall every year from my red oak. Somebody's stealing Jerry's leaves. Yeah, and uh, the next morning, especially after a norther comes through, the, uh, the leaves are all gone. So I don't get to rake them and use them. Well, that's a shame. <laughs> oh, now maybe, the, <laughs> maybe people will come by your house and leave you leaves. Maybe so. How can you be sustainable when the yeah, nature yeah. just doesn't allow or your neighbors? <laughs> the uh, a lot of a lot of people, especially from the north, think that uh, we're talking about using these leaves to protect the plant during the winter. Mulching is big time in the in the northern areas. Well, we we debate uh, how long it takes our leaves to decompose. Yeah, that's why it surprises surprises me that Neil Sperry talks about it being an issue. Uh, but Jerry brought up a good point. He's uh, he's dealing with uh, it's a little different in Dallas than it is in San Antonio, because we're we're generally unless we really have a lot of leaves, we're ta- we're talking four or five weeks maybe. And of course, if you run the mower over them, you can reduce that uh, that time. Or if there's a little rain, you can it gets reduced too. But yeah. Um, and if if you got a lawn like Jerry's where the leaves just magically disappear. <laughs> yeah, I, I will. Ooh, we got an answer. Uh oh. Catherine is on the line at two one zero three zero eight. Is she a Rosarian? I don't know. Catherine, welcome to the show. Are you a Rosarian? <laughs> No, I'm not, but I love okay. my <laughs> antique roses. Yeah? It's it's the angel face is the lavender-colored fragrant rose. Angel face, lavender-colored and fragrant. Are there They're any more that fragrant. you can think of, Catherine? There's another one that has kind of a a weird name that I just can't think of. But a- no, angel face is one. No, I don't lavender-colored ones, but I'll tell you what: the David Austin roses are extremely fragrant, and of course, the uh, antique roses are my favorite because uh-huh. what's a rose if it doesn't smell good? Yeah. What is, is it? Yeah. Well, they could be pretty, you know, and <laughs> but of course, it's say, a, can, a double double benefit if they're fragrant and attractive. Well, that's my reason for planting them. There you go. 
What was this? Say this. The name again of that uh, antique rose. That's the fragrant. Angel face. It's a angel face. What do you, how long? How much yeah. does it bloom in a typical growing season? Oh goodness, it, I don't know. It's been a number it was of a, years. It was a long I've time, or just is it once bloomer, like in the spring? It, what do you call the roses that start with an art row? Rotabunda or something like that. Uh, Florabunda? Florabunda. Florabunda. Yes, that's what, that's what it is. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, that might that might have a longer bloom period there. Prairie right. Breeze? I found Prairie Breeze. <laughs> Belinda's Dream. That's not it. You yeah, said you go. That's not it. Metabolis. That's not it. No. Oh, okay, I'm looking too. Is it? Oh, it's Okay, gorgeous. well, thank oh, you. Oh. Yeah. Let's see. I'm still looking on on the web. Thanks for calling in. Let's take a break. If you think you know, Jerry, describe your rose again, and we'll we'll take a. um, a It's just it's it's. Is it purple or lavender? There's a big difference. Purple. It's purple. It's It's lavender. Yeah. Okay. The angel face is lavender. Y'all have a good new year. Thank you, Catherine. Thank you for calling. Bye bye. All right. We'll take a break and come back in a moment. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up live from Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery, 1604 and Bull Road on 930 AM. The answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM. The answer. Al told me that's the uh, that's View a Kill uh, in honor of Tanya Roberts, who was also who passed away, but was also a James Bond uh, a Bond girl. So, two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven is our number. Still looking for our rose, although who was the girl? Tanya Roberts. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. All right, two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Still looking for roses, although uh, pretty much the consensus here is that. <laughs> is uh, that Catherine or Kathleen? Catherine, Catherine was was right that it's angel. Face. Well, there's a there's a Nep- Neptune, but there is another one that has a <laughs> uh, a name that we're we're familiar with. I was looking at my 2020 rose colors um, list that's been, that's sold here at Millburgers, and uh, I find out that they have. Uh, they denote varieties with a moderate to heavy fragrance. And under the lavender purple, they've got Angel Face is All number right. one. A Blue Girl, Ebb Tide, Heirloom, Intrigue, and Lavender Crush. Hey, so we have- I, I guess we, we have, we'll probably have uh, Angel Face. Here, yeah, for sale. So Mary's on the line. She's going to try to answer too. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Mary, thanks for your help. What do you think it yes. is? Fragrant plum. Fragrant plum. Fragrant plum. Huh? A fragrant. Is it a plum. is it a lavender or is it a purple? It's oh, a lavender it's a purple. to purple, and I remember Jerry talking about it years ago because it has such a wonderful smell, and I tried to find it and never could. But it's on the Heirloom Roses site under Fragrant Plum. It says Grandiflora, and hmm. I think that's it. Yeah, well, I'm looking too. Well, maybe if anybody. Oh, it is pretty. 
Yeah, if anybody out there is uh, aware of where she, she could find that, uh, let us know. Very long, elegant buds open into a lovely, large, four-inch double bloom. Smoky plum towards the edges. Flowers are produced on long stems. Perfect for cutting. A tall, continually blooming upright bush. And it's blessed with a wonderful, strong, fruity perfume. That was the main point about it. And that's why I was interested. But I couldn't find it. So I planted a lot of other things. You know, I did have a question (laughs) for y'all. I have some of the white queen's crown, and it's put out a lot of seeds. Would those seeds, would they produce white queen's crown, or would it just be kind of almost anything, any color? I think they will produce the white one. Or okay. majority, the majority yeah. of seedlings. Majority, I think. You'll get, okay, you'll get that's some worth trying ones. then. Okay. Thank y'all very much. All right. Thank you, Mary. Yeah, thank you for uh, looking for the purple yeah. rose for us. That white one is pretty. And it's not, I don't know if it's my imagination, but it's not quite as aggressive, which makes it a little more palatable in your landscape. Uh. I got a question for Calvin. Okay, good. Calvin, are you ready? <laughs> I'm ready. Do pansy blooms freeze? Like cyclamens do. No, no, not like they cyclamen. don't. No. I don't I'm I trying don't to remember they do I think either. I think Jerry, one year since I've been here um that I've had pansy blooms blooms freeze. Freeze, huh? yeah. And the plant didn't freeze, but yeah, the bloom blooms right. did. They, they plant them. They plant pansies all the way up to Memphis I, when I go through there going home. And uh, that's they, one of the, they, it's colder up there. Yeah. And uh, they seem to, they'll, if it's cold and icy and windy, they'll, the blooms will be kind of laid, laid over. Pansy is a good plant. Yep. Well, it's it's the As it is, sometimes we forget that it's really the all star of the winter. Uh, oh yeah, uh, full sun bloom, and they do fairly well, even if they're not in full sun. You know, in the winter time, you've got a lot of areas where the the sun moves in the in the in the uh, sky, and so you don't get a lot of sun early in the winter, but you get a little more later. And the pansies do fine in that kind of situation mm. too. Do you, Milton, do you know what the uh, uh, snapdragons replace in the winter Mm-mm. as a in in the cut cut flower guard? Zinnias. There you go. Poor zinnias. <laughs> when are we going to get a cold weather zinnia? Uh, I bet. I bet. Poor Calvin. I'm going to Google got, that. <laughs> got, well, I like the I like the fact that there's the a, that there's nothing that. That is uh, dominates twelve months of the year. I kind of like to have the change. Yeah, change over. Some some years you say, "Well, I wish I didn't have to replant everything," but a lot of years it's just kind of nice to have a new plants, new fragrances, yeah. new colors. They got a few of those dianthus left. I was uh, that really tall blooming uh-huh. dianthus. Have we got any reports on anybody no. out there? <laughs> Now, the one I planted in my uh, office on the, against the, the windowsill is doing really well, actually. Is that, is that right? Yeah, it's perked up. Is it blooming? Uh, well, it had the bloom on it, and it has lots of buds, but those haven't bloomed yet. 
Uh, How do you winterize zinnias? The uh, Neil Sparrow in this week's uh, in this week's question and answer talked about uh, blackberries and said they got several. He got a question and said we brought a home that has large blackberry bushes. Uh, they produce outstanding berries, but we don't know how to prune the plants. They have sent out very tall canes. Do we trim them, and when, and how much? And uh, Neil goes into an explanation of uh, uh, after they after the fruit in, in here, and it's the fruit down to the ground, and let the sprouts that are coming up from the root system uh, grow and be uh, next year's produce next year fruit and Neil says uh, all all of that said I realize that you may not be able to determine which are the canes from the past year and which might be the older canes at this point in the winter now, that's wrong uh, the older canes are have gray gray bark and the uh, new canes have uh, of, uh, a reddish bark to them, fresh bark. Are we going to let him get away with it? <laughs> Picking on Neil like that? Yeah. After Neil did such well, a nice job. I don't remember any gray bark on my blackberries. Do you? Don't ask me. I don't have blackberries. <laughs> All I remembered was the stupid bugs on them. Wait until it spring. me for life. Wait until spring, and you'll be able to tell. It may take a little extra time to get them all tidied up and at peak production in the spring. Well, you go in there in the spring and uh, start trying to get all those old canes out, you're going to tear that whole planting up. Not to mention your arms. Yeah, oh, definitely your arms. I used to, I used to prune mine with a shovel. Really? I, I would uh, I would cut them off at the base, and then beat them because they were thorny. They were kawa, they were, and beat the thorny bushes together, and roll them into a large thorny uh, roll mass, and uh, then I would I would have them removed. Uh, the the thing about that is uh, the commercial people, what they do, they don't prune theirs, but uh, like the Hoffmans grew commercial uh, blackberries, but they would bush hog or, or shred the entire in June and then let them come back from the ground every year. Well, I th- they usually did it every third year. Shred them to the ground, but uh, you're not gonna kill them. Don't worry about it; they're coming back. And the only thing you have to remember to do on blackberries is uh, is to uh, those active growing, like this person says, they've got tall stem. Those are next year's fruiting canes, and so you want to uh, it, encourage those things to bl- branch as much as possible. So when they get about, uh, I don't know, three feet tall, you cut the top out. And you do that uh, about 
30 days apart, so you cause branching. Once you cut that top off, they'll branch lower. So, uh, and I thought I, I didn't ask uh, Trace if we had uh, Kiowa this year, but we have in the past, and in my my opinion, that's the best one. Now, people say I don't like the thorns. Well, if you get stuck picking blackberries, you're not picking them right. Hmm. Because the blackberries hang down, so what you have to do is get a loving spouse. Now, you you don't want to be arguing with this person. You want to be a, a loving spouse. To take a rake or shovel and pick the, can, pick the bush all up, the part that's lean, leaning over, and the blackberries will be hanging down under there. And you just pick them, pick the blackberries off, and never get stuck by a thorn. That's not to say that you won't get stuck, especially if you're dealing with Brazos or uh, or Kiowa. So people say and what the thornless kind is that the timing is yeah messed up in our climate, and you <laughs> you uh, end up some years not getting any better. There you go. So if you like the thornless plants. And we sell thornless here. But uh, that cow was was very productive. I I have to admit, I kind of resisted because I had like Brazos. But gosh, uh, the the fruit is bigger and so sweet compared to the Brazos. It turns sweeter faster than Brazos. Alrighty. Listen, we're going to say goodbye for today, but we're back here at Burgers at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. There's folks out here shopping today, so you might want to come out and uh, do some shopping yourself uh, and visit with the gang here. On behalf of the docs, thanks to Al doing a great job. Thanks to you for listening. I'm Milton Glick. This is.